Amen. Are you ready for the Word of God today? Amen. Amen. Thank you for being patient, and I've been patient because I've been ready to give this word unto you. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you for bringing us together. We thank you that your word will enrich our hearts and make us strong believers in your word and in your promise to us. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, we as adults, we want to be promoted into the kingdom of God, don't we? Do you believe that there is promotion in the kingdom of God? What are we promoted to? We're promoted to more responsibility, more of his anointing, more of his power, more of his influence that he gives to us. Remember, David was a little boy, a shepherd boy out in the fields. God found him, saw him, brought him up. He became king of Israel. That's a pretty good promotion, isn't it? Did we forget Cecilia? We love Cecilia. Amen. Amen. She said, pass me by, Lord. Pass me by. <laughs> but she's getting promoted. Come on up, Cecilia. They won't let us go on. Come. What a humble, humble lady. Isn't it? Hurry up, Miriam. Bring the uh, mic. I got it already. The microphone for you. <laughs> you want to preach? <laughs> okay, Cecilia is a, a wonderful woman, and she teaches the kid, her own children, which is hard to do because, you know, they ask my mom, I don't want to listen to her. But she teaches them at home and at school, and then she helps us in the Bible study. When I don't, I'm not there, she's there to fill in. And I send her the message ahead of time, and then she has the little comments like, don't forget to mention this, Pastor. Okay, very good. Thank you so much. And so glad I actually included the things that you were talking about on Wednesday. So thank you so much. God bless you. you. Have a great day. Okay. <laughs> Yikes. It's too bad we can't edit all that out. But anyway, this is live, <laughs> live TV. Okay. So where were we? David was on the back, was in the shepherd field, right? God saw him. He said, a man after my own heart brought him up. Remember Joseph? He was in prison. And God called him up and said, now you're going into the palace. That's a pretty good promotion from the prison to the palace. And Moses was on the backside of the mountain tending sheep for how long? Forty years. That's a long time to be tending sheep. God called him up and said, I want you to lead my people out of Israel. These are promotions that we get. I look forward to a promotion in the Lord, to have his anointing, even to be promoted to be pastor of the church. I felt like, okay, God, you saw me. You recognized me to give us this church. Hallelujah. That's good. Now, promotion doesn't come from the east or from the west, nor from the south, but God is the judge. He brings one down and he exalts another. God is in charge, isn't he? Remember now, Jesus had many disciples, didn't he? Before he chose the 12. He was there, and he had the disciples, and then he went up to the mountain to pray. He prayed how long? All night. Anybody ever pray all night? Yeah. So they say, well, why would Jesus, who is God, pray? Because he, he stripped himself of his uh, divine, you know, some of his divine nature and took on the nature of man. So he had to pray. He had to do the same thing we do. So sometimes we have to pray all night as well. And so he came down. Now, he came down and he separated them. And he said, okay, guys, now some of you are disciples, but I've been praying. And I'm going to promote some of you to be apostles. 
And I can remember in my high school days when we tried out for baseball, and they looked at us for a couple of weeks, and then they said, okay, we have a list there of people that are going to continue to be on the team. You can go back and check your name. And I remember we used to go back, oh, is your name on there? My name? Yeah, I'm on there. Praise the Lord. So just to put it in my own words, if Jesus came down from the mountain, and he said, okay, brothers, come on, gather around. Okay, uh, I, I picked uh, 12 of you to be apostles to continue along with me. And I want all of you to continue to work in the ministry, but I got special 12 that I'm promoted. And it's, here's how it goes. It's going to be Peter, James, John, Matthew, Bartholomew, Bartholomew and, and, and Philip, and oh, yeah, uh, Judas. Is Jude, where's Judas anyway? Judas, come on over here. And people are saying, Judas? How, did he pick Judas? And even Judas said to himself, you picked me? <laughs> how did I make the cut? Anyway, there's promotion that comes. But, you know, you can't promote yourself. Some people try to promote themselves. But God is the one that watches us and knows how to promote us. So I got five keys, five ingredients, five characteristics that God uses for promotion. Are you ready to hear it? I'm sorry. We're out of time. We have to go back. No. Okay. <laughs> What's wrong with you, Pastor? Are you crazy? Okay. The first one is intimacy. Now, let me break it down to you in the Greek. Okay. Next slide. What does intimacy mean? Into me you see. <laughs> Do you like that? We have to fall in love with God, not just love God from a distance. Want to be in his presence. Want to love him, be with him, spend time with him. You have to be able to follow his heart and his will. So Jesus is looking for that commitment to love from his disciples to be ready for promotion. Now, let's look at how he promoted Peter. Peter was, became the head of the church, right? And let's look how he did it in uh, slide. Next slide. So when they had finished breakfast, this is after the crucifixion and the resurrection, and Jesus, uh, Peter went fishing. Like, what are you doing going fishing, Okay. You're, you're the, one of the apostles. You gave up? What happened? He went back to his old self, old business. So when they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Judah, do you love me? <laughs> and that love in the Greek is the word uh, meaning agape, meaning unconditional, unreserved, total commitment, want to be with you, want to serve you all of my life. And Peter answered, well, Lord, you know I love you phileo, meaning I like to be friends with you. I'm a close personal, I have close personal affection towards you. Now, I can relate this to someone that's dating, and the man says, honey, I, 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 I love you. I want to be with you. I want your total commitment and devotion. And the woman says, can't we just be friends? <laughs> can anybody relate? <laughs> How does that make a guy feel? Oh, my gosh. So then Jesus comes back again and says, listen, a second time, Simon, son of Jodah, do you love me, agape me, total commitment, devotion to me? And Peter again says, I just want to be your friends. I want to be your close personal friend. I can't give it all to you right now. Now, what would you do if you were Jesus? Well, okay, Peter, I, I, I'll look for somebody else. No, here's what he did. He came down to his level, and he said, now, Peter... Do you phileo me? Do you, you, can you be my close personal friend? And he said, yes, you know all things. Of course I will. So he became uh, head of the church. Amen. He said, tend my sheep, uh, shepherd my sheep. And shepherd means to have the 
authority to watch over the people. Not just feed them, but to watch their lives, see how they're doing. And I do that a lot with you all. I know you probably think that, you know, there's a fine line between pastoring and pestering. Glory to God. <laughs> like Gina, when she comes, Gina and Rudy, when they come for prayer, you know, when they're late, I'm going, you're late. And when they're early, I go, you're early. And they, she goes, well, what do you want? <laughs> you want me late or you want me early? Make up your mind. <laughs> but I'm just, you know, reading their heart and just talking to them and loving them. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. So um, Jesus wants us to be touched by him, by the Holy Spirit. Now, uh, there's a, there's a scripture in Ezekiel. Can we show that scripture of the dry bones? Uh, there's bones all... Look, this is a gross scene, right? But in Ezekiel, there was a bunch of Israelites that were slain and were all dry bones out in the desert there. And God said to Elijah, prophesy to these bones that they would come back to life. And God, he, he said to God, I, I, can't, I can't do this. No, just speak to it. And I'll do the work. So he spoke to it, and the bones came together, and people were formed. Now, here's my message on this with single, you single ladies and even married people. A lot of times you may click with somebody because these bones had to come, you know, to find their proper place. They were coming against. They were clicking each other. And sometimes in life you click with somebody. You know, I, I get along. Maybe they could be my husband or my wife. But you have to wait for that joining where it's like, ooh, that's it, you know. That's my place. So look, don't look for the clicking. Like when I was dating, I thought everyone I dated I was going to marry. I, said, I don't know what it was. I just thought, this could work, uh, you know. <laughs> Y'all smiling because you think the same way, right? Even, this, this, this seems like it could work, and then all of a sudden it fell apart. I go, like, what happened? You know, well, we were clicking for a while, a couple of weeks, a couple of months, never over six months, but now I've been joined to one, my one and only for over 40 years. Now... My question is, I've lived half my life with this woman. That is a joining, right? No matter thick or thin, you know, good, bad, ugly, all the stuff. We got through it because we love one another. We were joined to one another. I always tell the story of how my wife wanted to leave me. She got in the car. She wanted to go for a drive. I hopped into the uh, passenger seat. She said, what are you doing? I said, I'm going with you wherever you're going. She said, no, you're not. I go, yes, I am. <laughs> And so we went for a drive, and everything was okay. But, you know, you can't, you, have, you can't give up. You have to know that's the one for you for life. Praise the Lord. So the first thing is intimacy. Spend time with the Lord. Amen? Second thing is faithfulness. Can you be faithful? And let's look at the scripture, 2 Timothy 2.2. 2. And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit thou to faithful men and women who will be able to teach others. When I first saw this in ministry, I said, I can be faithful. That's easy. Just show up. Be a part of what's happening. Follow the commands and the instructions of the pastor and the Word of God, and then I'll have more. Let's see a picture of someone that's teaching. Amen? The first thing I did, Marianne mentioned, I started teaching children's church. I told the Lord, what's wrong? I mean, come on. Children's church? I'm supposed to preach. I'm 33 years old. I need to speak to the adults. And he said, now, this is, I've told this story before. Richard, you probably heard it, but when I was a kid, 10 years old, and someone reached out to me and loved on me, I said, when I grow up, I want to do that, give that same good feeling to a child. And so when I got up 33 years old, and the children's church director said, can you teach the, little, the children? And I said, I don't think so. He said, just go home and pray about it. I went home and prayed about it, and guess what the Lord said? Did you not say that you were going to 
return back to a child when you grow up. Well, here we are. 20 years later, he remembered, oh my gosh, what's up with that? Now, so then the Lord showed me in Genesis 18, 18, that God loved Abraham and was able to give his promises because he said, Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. Why? For I know him, ooh, for I know him that he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord. He says, I'm giving Abraham authority to teach children so that they will continue to grow in the things of the Lord. It won't just stop with him, but it will continue to grow. We have to teach our kids about the things of the Lord so that they know what we know, plus they add to it what they learn. And so it gets bigger and stronger, our knowledge of the Lord. Can I get an amen? amen. So then... That's a big responsibility for us kids, isn't it? I know when Charles was growing up, we used to speak to him in his mother's womb. I said, you're going to serve the Lord. You're going to grow up. You're going to serve the Lord. You're going to love the Lord with all your heart. Praise the Lord. And now he is. Of course, he you know, had a couple bumps in there, but that's okay. <laughs> the, second th- the third thing is servanthood. You've got to be a servant. Jesus said, I didn't come to serve. I didn't come to be served, but I came to serve. In John 12, 26, anyone who serves, let him follow me. Where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, him my father will honor. Let's look at the picture here. There's a girl helping an elderly lady or an older lady, and she's doing as unto the Lord. Amen? I got a call last Sunday. This lady who said she had been to the church before, she said, Pastor, this is an emergency. I need my trees trimmed. The, the city is after me. Can you go and trim the trees? I go, uh, I'm not a gardener, okay, I'm a pastor here, I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> she said, please, please, I, I'm in Florida and my husband's in the hospital, can you do something? Can you help me? So I enlisted Joseph to be a servant with me and we went down there and we cleaned it all up and, you know, she kept calling me and, can you move the palm tree and can you get someone? I mean, all week long, I was a servant unto the Lord, amen? I could have said, you know what, I can't be bothered with this, but... In my heart, I'm a servant. Whatever it takes, whatever, whatever is needed, praise the Lord. Now, when you're a servant, uh, you do those things that are pleasing to the Lord. You're, you're kind of like, you're kind of like signed up to be His ambassador. Did you know that? So when you take a job, when you go for an interview or application or your first day on the job, you have to look like. Who you're representative, representing, is that not right? So let's take, for example, that you're going to go work for McDonald's. We have people here that work for McDonald's. And, and you have to learn their ways. You have to be clothed in their uniform. You have to speak the words that they want you to speak and do the things that you want them to do. You can't do your own thing. You can't just make up things as you go along, right? Here, you want French fries? Okay, one for you, one for me. <laughs> so let's see here. We're going to have someone come up, and, and, and her first day on the job, Miss Leanne, okay? She's going to work for McDonald's today. Praise the Lord. Yes. Give her a hand. She's a wonderful lady. Congratulations, Leanne. Welcome to McDonald's. Welcome to the Golden Arches. Thank you, but I don't have to say that, do I? Uh, well, let's see. Do you have a mic on? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you don't have to say that, but that's our slogan. You know, we just say that. That's a, you know, but it is the golden arches. Okay? What about uh, have it your way? 
No, 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 we don't do that here. No, that's, that's, that's Burger King. That's down the street. We don't even mention that name here, okay? Okay, so what else do I have to do? Okay, well, here, here's the first thing you got to do. You got to dress in the uniform uh, of, the, of the McDonald's Corporation. So here's your hat. Okay, um, I don't think that's going to work. It's not, doesn't look good on me. It's not my style. Not your style? Oh, no. excuse me, not your style. Mm -hmm. ah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, it's a part of the uniform. It's okay. a part of cleanliness. It's a part so people know that you work for McDonald's. Okay. So okay. just try, try, just try to put it on. Should see. I try on? Okay. Go yeah. ahead. Try it on. Try it on. Mm, I don't know. It doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. No, you don't like it. You yeah, don't like I like it my way. So. Okay. Okay. No, no. I told you that's that's Burger King. That's not McDonald's. Oh, right, right, right. Jeez. Okay. Now also, you got to wear this apron. Oh, come on. I'm going to be looking like a kitchen girl in that. Uh, it's not I'm a, you know, that's, no. No? No. No. Yeah. That's servanthood. You know, servant, you're not a kitchen girl. You're a servant as unto the Lord. Okay. Okay. And then the other thing I need to tell you, I got to give you a manual that talks about all the things you're supposed to do and say and how you're supposed to act being a McDonald's employee. Why can't I just do it my way like a Burger King? Well, if you want to do it your way, you can just go down the street and be a Burger King lady. But for here, if you want to be a McDonald's, you got to do it our way. I don't think this is going to work. I think this is my first and last day. Because I'm not going to, you are expecting me to be like a look like a, a, a McDonald's person. Yes. Also like a, a act like one. Yes. And also... Okay. Talk like one. Talk like one. No. I can't do it. You can't do it? No. I'll right, give me no, a hat. All right, give me the hat. All right. I said, give me the hat. Okay. <laughs> All right, you're fired. Okay? You're out. Okay? Okay. Okay. You can go do it your way wherever you want to do it. Amen? So the object is that you want to be an ambassador for Christ and do it his way. That means you can't have hate and anger towards someone. You have to love them, care for them no matter what they do. You have to be clothed in humility. And that's our next uh, characteristic, humbleness. How many of you are humble? I got one hand, praise the Lord. If you raise your hand that you're humble, are you really humble? I don't know, okay. <laughs> that was a trick question. <laughs> For whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and he who hum humbles himself will be exalted, right? Do we have a humble? See, humble doesn't mean just shy and passive. It means listening to the voice of the Lord, heeding his advice and his instruction, right? Like this guy who is praying, this guy who's praying. There he is. Okay. He's so humble he didn't want to be on the screen, okay? <laughs> now, it says here, clothe yourselves with humility as the garb of a servant, so that its covering cannot possibly be stripped from you, with freedom from pride and arrogance towards one another. Now, here's, here, here's, here's something really tough to take. You've seen prideful people try to push themselves to get ahead, being arrogant and stubborn. I know one, I got one amen here on the second row. But the Bible says, don't fret yourself against evildoers. And, and 1 Peter says, for God sets himself against the proud. He sets himself against it. You don't have to fight. The insolent, the overbearing, the disdainful, the presumptuous, the boastful. He opposes, frustrates, and defeats. 
Now, if you're trying to fight God and he's opposing you, what chance do you have? Not much. So don't, you don't have to worry. You don't have to fight him. God will take care of them, take care of them for you. But he gives grace, favor, blessing to the humble. Praise the Lord. Okay, last one. I got it all in in 25 minutes. Isn't that good? That was, that was like speed dial. Okay. <laughs> okay, last one. You want to guess what it is? Do you remember? Diligence. Jesus called the ten of his servants, gave them ten minas. Do you know what a mina is? I don't know what a mina is. It's a day's wage or a couple, couple of weeks' wages. And he said, put this money to work. Occupy till I come back. He, mean, he, he says he wants us to do things, promote the kingdom of God until he gets back. We just don't sit on the couch and go, okay, Lord, when are you coming? It must be the last days. Could happen any minute now. No, he said you got to do something before I come. He wants to return from his uh, investment. So here we have a, a guy who's doing business. He, he, see how excited he is? Are you excited on your job? Are you excited to talk to people about the Lord? Because when I went over to that neighbor's uh, place and cleaned the trees and everything, and I talked with the neighbor next door, she was upset, but she wasn't mad. She was just, you know, thankful that I was being a mediator. And I led her to the Lord. Ha! Come on, talk to me. Amen? She said, these bushes are pushing into my trees. I go, that's great, but do you know where you're going after this life is over? <laughs> Real subtle, huh? <laughs> she goes, well, I'll probably go to heaven. I go, how do you know? She goes, well, I try to do good. I go, that's not good enough, okay? Jesus paid the price. He's the only one that was good enough. Do you want to accept him into your life so that you go to heaven? Yeah, let's pray. Boom. That, how easy is that? So, so serving, servants are serving. Now, here's the scripture, and I'm going to end with this scripture. Say, praise the Lord, Pastor. <laughs> is the pizza here yet? Anyway, Mark 13, 33 through 36. Now, hope, if this doesn't light a fire under you, I don't know what will. It says, take heed. Next uh, scripture. Is there? No. Is the Mark 13 in there? No? I have to read it. Mark 13. Nope. Okay. Get rid of those guys for a minute. It says, Jesus is telling his disciples, take heed, watch and pray for you don't know when the time is. It is like a man going to a far country who left his house and gave authority to his servants and to each his work and commanded the doorkeeper to watch. Watch, therefore, for you do not know when the master of the house is coming, in the evening, at midnight, at the crowing of the rooster, which is the morning, or in the morning, least coming suddenly he finds you sleeping. What's he saying? I gave you all something to do. I went to a far country, heaven. I'm going to come back. What are you doing? And these servants, they're, no, not yet, not yet. We got to get our sequence here. Let's go back to the happy family here. They're all happy. Oh, our master's so good. We love our master. Jesus, you're wonderful. We love you, God. Oh, praise you. Oh, praise him. And, and, and they're not doing any work. They're not in children's church. They're not helping out in the parking lot. They're not doing, they're not singing. They're not doing anything. And God's saying, he comes back and he goes, what have you been doing? Oh, we've been, in, we've been having a good, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We love you. And God's saying, no, I'm not happy with that. He says, you, at least coming, coming he finds you sleeping. My question to you. Are you sleeping? 
Awake thou that sleepest, and Christ will give you strength. Well, I don't know. I just don't feel like I can do it. Yeah, you can do it. God's given you things to do. You can do something. If nothing else, you can pray. You can give. You can watch the children. You could do something. God wants to use you in a very special way. Amen? So let's pray. We want you to be promoted into the kingdom of God. Let's give those four things. He wants you to be intimate. He wants you to be faithful. He wants you to be a servant. You want you to, he wants you to have humility, and he wants you to be diligent in all that you do. So, Father, I thank you that we have these five points, five characteristics that you're looking in us to, for them to be fulfilled. So we ask you to fulfill those in our life. Put those, that spirit on the inside of us so that we can do those things that are pleasing in your sight. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. We give you the honor for all that you're doing in our life, and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen.